This is Learn From Others, where we interview a cross-section of successful individuals so you can learn from their experiences, achievements, and even their mistakes. We ask four questions that will educate and inspire. Greg Stanley will be your guide as we join our guests on a journey from adolescent daydreaming to success in today's world. Join us on this adventure as we learn from others together. Welcome to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. So I'm very excited to introduce our special guest today, Toby Tajomawo. Did I get that right? Ooh, yes. I love it. <laughs> I read your website. <laughs> <laughs> That's Good awesome. Good job. Well, thank you for taking us on your career journey today. Of course. My pleasure. I'm so glad to be on here today. Awesome. Well, before we find out what you're actually doing today, if you would, could you please tell us what did you want to be when you grew up? When I grew up, well, actually, when I was little, I wanted to be like 700 things because I was in so many different, like tap dancing, ballet, artist. But what I really wanted to be when I wanted to grow up was um, a baby doctor. And that's what I knew when I was little. I didn't know anything else, but I just knew I wanted to be a doctor that took care of babies. And I was the only, um, I think I got kicked out of first grade because I was the only kid that actually was telling everybody where babies really came out of. And I think that was too much. So I, I got transferred to another school. <laughs> you weren't like but, doing visual representations or like, yeah, you know, acting it out that. or anything. <laughs> not too intense like that, but um, okay. I was definitely, uh, I learned from my mom. So my mom was pregnant with my little sister and I was five at that time. So I was looking at all the baby books and they had a lot of pictures. So I kind of put two into the girls like, oh, my gosh, babies come out of here. And this is so cool. And I want to be a baby doctor. And then I got kicked out of first grade. So, yeah, wow. that's how it all happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking about school, what was one of your favorite subjects or hobbies while in school? Surprisingly was history. I loved history. I don't know what it was about history, about learning just the past and how things were before I was even created to how we got to where we are now. History is probably one of my favorite courses. And drama, I am very animated in all areas of life. So I think it just naturally <laughs> came to me. Um, and my hobby during that time was actually screenwriting. I used to do stage plays for like Christian wow. plays. And I actually put on a full production um, in my community in Houston uh, one year. So it was kind of one of those hobbies that like became what I love to do. Wow, that's awesome. And just a little call out to a previous episode, we actually had a few guests from Hamilton on. So if you want to go back and check that out, you can. Hannah Ryan, uh, who's the resident director of Hamilton, and then Tamar Green, who's one of the actors in the Chicago version. So that's oh, really nice. cool. Yeah, wow. they're really super great people. So, well, that's really awesome. Well, uh, what was your first job? One where you actually had some responsibilities and you wanted to perform well? My first job, well, it, first of all, disclaimer, if you're Nigerian or if you're the oldest, your first job is literally holding down the fort of the mm, home. Like you're right. taking care of all the siblings. You're coordinating everyone's like schedule and care and cleaning and cooking and just becoming an adult at like seven. Um, wow. But my actual first job was working at the Olive Garden. I was a hostess. Oh, okay. Yeah. My responsibility was to greet and smile and bring you to your table and make sure that you had excellent service. And they have the best salad dressing. I must we, say. Uh, they did. I ain't going to lie. It a lot <laughs> <laughs> at that time. Wasn't crazy about the breadsticks, but I love the salad dressing. 
Well, that's awesome. Well, now that we know the start of your career journey, mm-hmm. would you tell us what do you do today and kind of how did you get there? Today, I'm, I'm currently a director of quality and behavioral health for a children's health plan. I actually do a day-to-day of making sure that we're providing quality service to our members, um, and that's in every area. Of course, people always think that insurance plans are just a one-way street, but um, it really isn't. We really want to make sure that you're getting the best quality of care. So that's the area that I work in. I do a lot of investigations. I do a lot of following up on members' complaints. I do a lot of process improvement within our organization to make sure that we are constantly keeping up with the changes in healthcare and constantly keeping up with the standards in healthcare and just providing that quality service. Wow, that's a lot. It is, it is, but I love it. Quality is my life, actually. Uh, when even the fact that I said I started off at Olive Garden, that customer service and making sure people are directed to their seats with a smile and all that, that's kind of actually where the foundation of where I'm doing now stem from. So that passion of making sure that people are getting quality service no matter what. And if there's something that we could do better, like being able to pull that information from them and, and highlight, you know, the areas that we can improve in and the areas that we do well already. So I think that's just always been my calling. And I didn't know at that time that that's where it's going to kind of lead me to. But before becoming a director of quality, I, I was definitely a, a nursing student who graduated from nursing school after about three attempts of trying to, <laughs> trying to get there, or correction, two attempts of nursing school, two failures of the NCLEX, and then finally, you know, getting, getting my way in the door um, and becoming a nurse. So I worked in pediatrics. I worked in mother-baby, helping deliver babies, not deliver them, but help take care of them, help the moms actually learn how to take care of their babies for the first time, or, you know, help a dad, you know, who doesn't know how to give a baby a bath the first time. Those are some of the highlights being a mother baby nurse at that time. Then I also did some traveling. I did some traveling nursing. And then I fall, I fell into, and I say that a lot because if you ever check out my podcast, a lot of the roles that nurses have, they weren't really exposed to us. So it's kind of like we fall into them or we find out by, by just so happen to being at the right place at the right time. So I fell into right. administration and I was working as a clinical supervisor and overseeing the quality of a um, ACO. So at that time, that's when I, I found my niche. I was like, wow, I love this. There was just so many, there were so many issues. And the thing that was lacking the most was just communication and helping to streamline the processes. Doctors with nurses, our actual uh, patients that needed the care, listening to them, hearing their concerns and really trying to advocate for them. So uh, when I got into that position, I realized that this is where this is my calling. From that, I wanted every other nurse to find their calling as well. Um, and that's kind of how I started the podcast. Right. Yeah. If you would, go over your podcast a little bit, because one of the reasons I thought it was so great that we were able to uh, network together is that as I speak to folks about this podcast, I'm like, we well, you know there's a million kinds of nurses out there. I just don't know what they are. And I'd love to have you know, an example of each for the podcast. And it seems like you are the expert in that. And it sounds like that your podcast actually goes over some of that. Could you just talk Definitely. to that a little bit? Um, I'd love to. That's actually my um, my passion as well, is empowering nurses and inspiring nurses to know the various opportunities out there. A lot of people that aren't in the healthcare field don't realize that, you know, we're having a strong shortage in our field. Turnovers are very high. I mean, we have new grads that are leaving the bedside under a year of being at the, um, at the bedside. And, and when I mean bedside, for those who don't know, that means actually taking care of patients at the bedside. Um, I've said that a couple of times. And people are like, what's the bedside? What's the bedside? But that actually means patient (laughs) care, whether it's in a hospital facility, a skilled nursing facility, nursing home, home health. Those are nurses that are taking care of members and patients at the bedside. When I saw that that was such an issue, 
Um, and I had a lot of friends that would come to me and ask me, how can I get an administration? I'm feeling burnt out here. I want to do better in this area, but I don't know how to get in. That's kind of where it kind of triggered. Like, I want to help everyone, but I don't have enough time to do one-on-ones with everyone. And then again, I didn't even know all the other opportunities that existed. So I decided to create a podcast where I would interview um, nurses that did various careers. And the cool thing about it is I'm a millennial. And of course, you know, there's always these stereotypes about millennials, but people don't realize that millennials are about to take over. And then on top of that, <laughs> they are so, they're overly skilled in so many areas that I think that's underlooked or overlooked. So I decided to have a podcast where I'm interviewing millennials that are in positions that traditionally we could never even imagine ourselves being in unless we've been at the bedside for at least 20 to 30 years. Right. I use that platform to interview nurses that are travel nurses, nurses that are um, putting patients to sleep in the, um, and before surgery and after surgery, nurses that actually are on reality TV shows that people don't even know that they're nurses, just kind of covering the vast opportunity in nursing and then also empowering those to know that just like when your life changes, in your nursing career and you can go into other opportunities and kind of having people on the show tell us the honesty about that role there's always this cliche that oh it's, once you get in you'll kind of you'll kind of understand that and it's like no i don't want that don't sugarcoat it what does the job right. really entail <laughs> how much are you getting paid what is your work-life balance like like those are the straightforward questions that millennials and people who are willing are wanting to change their career they want to know instead of having to sit on Google and research, you know, all the resumes and research different job expectations. We really want to hear face to face for someone who's working in that role. What does that role really entail? What do I need to do to be where you are? Well, that is tremendous lead in. So if you could tell us kind of what is your typical work week like and what does it take to do what you do? <laughs> uh, and I say that with <laughs> excitement and also with like, ooh, a lot. In my role, my day-to-day, -day, and I'm going to be completely honest, probably about a good 50% of my week is spent in meetings. Um, and that's, mm. it could be good and it could be bad if you know how to properly schedule your week. So a lot of these meetings are um, interdisciplinary where we have other departments like case managers. And when I mean case managers, those are those that are managing members' cases. So maybe a member have gone into the hospital and they're about to come out the hospital. That case manager will make sure that, okay, does this member have their follow-up? Does this member understand the medications that the doctor just prescribed for them when they discharged? Does this member know that they can call me if they have any questions um, regarding their care when they come home? So we'll have different members like that. Uh, we'll have the doctor. We will have um, different representatives from different departments in these meetings, and we'll discuss different kind of cases. Then we'll have, you know, uh, organizational meetings. So majority of my week is spent in meetings because we're collaborating as leaders on ways to make sure that we are improving healthcare in our organization. And then we're also, you know, mm -hmm. meeting those standards of care that we are so proud to give to our members. And then the other 50% of my day is really being able to empower my staff to look for a process improvement initiatives. If there's areas that we're not doing so well in, how can we come together um, based on research, based on evidence-based practices, based on even networking with other health companies or other organizations on what's going on, what's new in the, um, in the healthcare world, how can we implement that? So a lot of my time is spent with my team and developing process improvement ideas. 
And of course, you know, reports and all the other basic things that come with everyday life. That's usually my, my work week in a flow, uh, as, as nice and, and clear and simple as I can make it. Why do you love what you do? I love what I do because it's who I am. And I think when we change our mindset of, oh, we're just working for a job or working at a company for, you know, the money or just to get by and we actually do what we love, it changes how we think, it changes how we operate, it changes our desire to continue going. I have tons of people ask me, how do I balance it all? How do you, how do you have a podcast and how do you, you know, have an app and how do you go to work every day and do all these things? It truly is who I am. It's my passion. I love helping people. I love empowering people. Those two areas is the quality of a nurse. So being a nurse has always been my calling. Maybe I didn't know it, but that's who I am. But those are the qualities that I have that makes me love what I do. It's just having that need to want to empower people, want to lead them, and want to help them find what makes them powerful and what makes them, you know, go above and beyond and kind of just like a ripple effect. Right. Yeah. It's one of those things, do what you love and you never work a day yeah. in your life, right? As a reminder, you can check out all previous episodes at learnfromothers.org. And if you're an educator or a student, you can search for podcasts by career cluster. So we learned what you wanted to be when you grew up and what you actually do today. So if you could do it all over again, what would you do differently? If I had the opportunity to do it all over again, I probably would not have gone the route that I did in nursing. Saying that I didn't love nursing, I love, love, love nursing. But I think if I knew my passion and my desire earlier, and if I was in a, mm -hmm. uh, if education was delivered differently for people who learn like me, I would have um, actually knew what my calling was early on instead of having to go through the ups and downs of discovering, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I say this because I actually have a, a podcast episode where I talk about the challenges I went through getting into nursing school failing the first attempt, getting back in, changing my major like four times before I discovered, you know, okay, this is, this is it. I talk about that because I wish I knew ahead of time. I wish I had a career guide to kind of let me know that, you know, you can be a nurse and you can still implement all your other talents. Like I love photography. I love um, videography. I love writing plays. I love event planning. I love doing all those things. But when you go into school thinking that, oh, this is a career you have, you think that that's all you do for the rest of your life. So it made it very hard for me to see myself being a bedside nurse because I felt like, okay, well, I can't use my other skills. I can only do this. Um, if I would have known that there was other careers out there that allows me to love what I do as a nurse and also showcase the other talents and skills that I have, I probably would have um, been a quality nurse a long time ago. Now, if you could, because I obviously don't know this, but did you change to a different type of nursing degree multiple times? No, actually, I just, um, I am a registered nurse. I don't have a, a graduate degree. And I think that what, that's, what makes, okay. that's what makes me so relatable to a lot of my listeners because there's this ass assumption that you have to go back to school and get, you know, a master's degree before you can even get to the table. And that's not true. And I'm a living proof of that. And so many other guests on my platform are also registered nurses who have, gone to different areas in their career and didn't have to go back to school for a master's degree or higher. The cool thing with having a registered license as a nurse is that you can explore other opportunities in the healthcare field. You don't necessarily only have to work at the bedside. And if you do choose to work at the bedside, so let's say I choose to be a pediatric nurse, which a pediatric nurse is nurses that take care of children, I could do that for a year and then say, you know what, I want to see what it's like to take care of newborn babies. Okay, well, I can transfer to another department and do that. 
Or, you know what, I want to see what it's like to work in the emergency department and see trauma come in left and right. I can do that. Or, you know what, I have this skill. I love technology. I love building platforms. I can work in informatics. I can work at Facebook. I can work in the tech department in my hospital, or I can build an app. I can do, you can use those talents to do that without necessarily having to have a master's degree. There's tons of opportunities out there, and especially now with the transformation of healthcare, tons of organizations are looking for nurses' input because let's be honest, we are the heart and soul of healthcare. You know, we're there. We see our, com- our community. We see what they lack. We see what they need. We're taking care of our members and our patients. So having us at the table, not only to hear our voices, but also actually let us put in our own innovations and tell you what's going to work. Um, because we are, you know, we're there. We're there more than doctors are. We're there more than pharmacists are. We're there, than, we're there more than other ancillary healthcare roles are. So it's very important that nurses know that they're very powerful with that license, with just a registered nurse license. You can go above and beyond. You can even be a nurse entrepreneur, like develop your own idea. Just don't think that you have to have a higher degree to do that. There are some areas where you do, but don't, you know, don't downplay what you've worked so hard for to get as a registered nurse. Right. That's great advice. Well, speaking of which, let's make the assumption someone in our audience wants to do what you do. What advice would you give them? What advice would I give them? Well, actually, I would definitely recommend uh, recommend them to check out my podcast because uh, I do talk about there you go. <laughs> how you can become a quality <laughs> improvement nurse like me. Um, that episode is definitely on my website at tobytodge.com, or you can just download the app in your Play Store or Apple Store for y'all iOS users. As you can tell, I'm a hater because I'm definitely an Android person. Um, it's Toby Talks. <laughs> and uh, the advice I would definitely get on how to get into my role, and I, I always start off at high school level because Anyone who listens, I want you to know you're able to get to become a nurse. So I don't want you to think that, oh, I already have to have a degree or I'm already in the field. But if you're in high school, I would definitely encourage and empower you to be involved in volunteering, volunteer at a hospital, volunteer at a nursing home, really get insight on what it's like to be a nurse first, and then be involved in your in your school, whether it's uh, what a student council, an organization, and I mean this for high school and college students. You really need to be involved in your organization. That was the foundation for me to become um, a director of quality because it wasn't just knowing the work. A lot of it was teamwork, collaboration, knowing your community, knowing your organization, and that is how you'd be able to, you know, bring those ideas and those innovations to the table because you're very aware. So I, you, I actually did a lot of, um, I was very, very active in school, and I was a part of a lot of organizations from student government all the way to an African student organization. Those skills of what it's like to work on a team, what it's like to work on a committee, what it's like to pull reports and present, all those things built my skills to where I was able to utilize those things when I became a quality nurse. And not only as a quality nurse, but as a director where I'm having to do the same thing. I'm in quality meetings. I'm in team meetings. I'm having to give reports and collaborate. So those are really basic foundations. I would definitely encourage anyone who wants to step into my role. And then obviously, you know, getting through nursing school, um, graduating. And then the moment that you get into an organization or a um, hospital, I don't care where you work, 
really get involved. Get on a committee. Get on a unit. Let your let your goals for your future be known to your manager because there are leaders nowadays, not like old school leaders, not all of them, but there are some old school leaders that, you know, just do as you're told and I don't want to see you progress. But we have a new wave mm-hmm. of leaders that being a leader is not just telling you what to do. Being a leader is empowering you to become who you are meant to be and giving you the skills that you need. You will do yourself disservice if you don't let your leader know your goals. Your leader will be able to be able to place you in the right place at the right time. Your leader will be able to, to direct you to um, places where you can get additional information on how to become what you want to become. Um, and that's not only just for that department or wherever you're working, just in general. Networking is huge. And um, that's something that I definitely, definitely want to encourage anyone who's going into, into nursing and into my role as a quality nurse. That's really great advice and advice I wish yes, you know, gave me right? when I was 18. So that's awesome. Yeah, and you are totally right about people can get a nursing degree at any time. Just a little shout out to my dad. He actually retired from teaching and administration at the age of approximately 58, 59. Went back to college, got his nursing what? degree, and then he was a nurse for yeah for eight or nine years come on daddy coming through (laughs) come on that is amazing i love that i love hearing that because people think that you know there's a certain time frame like oh if i didn't become a nurse in my 20s that's it i didn't really make it or whatever no get that nursing degree and slay slay in any department you want to whether you can work in an oil company as a nurse you can work in a tech company as a nurse. You can work where you can travel the world as a nurse. Yeah, Do I figure it. I'm going to be a NASCAR driver when I'm 75. Okay. Actually, I don't think that's okay. going to work out. Hey, you never know. You never know. <laughs> you, you never, never know. So, well, are there any current projects that you're working on that you would like to share? Yes, um, a current project I'm actually working on right now, and I'm hoping to get you know some more collaborative ideas to the table. But I'm trying to really um, showcase the conversations that aren't really had in our nursing field. Um, It's funny because when I was a nurse, we had a lot of conversations in the break room. The break room was the only place that we literally had a moment to debrief, breathe, eat, Mm -hmm. maybe pee if it's a good day, because some days, you know. Um, (laughs) Or, you know, some of our senators and uh, leaders think we just play cards in there too. So (laughs) not true. But um, the break room was really where we had those moments to vent our frustration to talk about topics that, you know, we wish someone would listen to us about, but we don't really bring it out. So I want to be able to, my next project is to actually have a platform where we can discuss those things. Um, we can really dive into the conversations that need to be brought out to the limelight and no longer having break room conversations, but bring it out to the table. So that is a project that I'm um, definitely uh, trying to push out this year. We're trying to move it to podcast and visual. So look for my uh, website or on YouTube Um, We definitely are trying to push that kind of conversation. And it really is something that will be able to give nurses or students who are in college a foundation to bring that same conversation into their organization to bring change. So it's kind of like, let's talk about it and help you bring that same conversation back to your organization, especially if you're seeing areas where that needs to be improved, like bullying, like um, how preceptors are treating our new grads and how new grads should really think about how they go into the hospital when they're training, what, what is our 401k and all those kind of things that we just kind of get thrown into as a nurse, but not really, no one walks us through and talks about it. So those are the kind of topics right. that we definitely, um, I'm definitely trying to do this uh, coming year. And hopefully crossing fingers, we might have some events that are coming in the future that Toby Parks will definitely get to host. 
definitely got to check out my website to keep posted on those upcoming projects. Well, as with most journeys, success largely depends on reliable transportation. And we don't know each other, but I'm a huge car enthusiast. So would you please tell me, what was your first car? My first car was definitely a caravan. I was in <laughs> high school and that was, you know, my parents got a new car. So my car was the minivan that my mom upgraded from. But the cool thing about it was that my dad, I don't know what it was, but he loved stereo. So the caravan was definitely decked out with surround sound. And I was the coolest <laughs> kid on the block when it was football games because all my friends would fit in the minivan and we would go to school and um, go to the football games real deep. So that was actually my very first car. <laughs> wow. Good memories there for sure. And it's a minivan. It which, that's awesome. Well, what is your dream car if you have one? Well, my dream car would be a Tesla, and I think just because I, I um, live in California, and that's just the, the car of the now, but that would be my dream car. But then again, in the next couple of years, we're probably going to see something brand new, and I'm probably going to want something brand new, too. Well, one great perk to some jobs is a company car. So if I had all the money in the world, I'd love to buy a really cool company car based on your job. Mm. Now, I will, yeah, I'll say right up front, this is kind of a gas guzzler and a pollutant, so that's not good, but... Uh, it is still kind of fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I took your job as an improvement specialist. So I, I said, like like we talked before, there's so many different types of nurse jobs. Mm -hmm. You can be very specific. You can specialize in certain things. So I, I said, well, what car is very specific and specializes in one thing? So I came up with you a very cool class. It's becoming a classic car, a 1989 Mercedes oh. Benz 560 SEC AMG 6.0 wide body. So that's a lot of words right there, it but it's basic. Yeah, it's basically a high performance Mercedes Benz, and it's very rare. They only made about fifty of them. Wow, you, that's fancy. The hot rod version, yeah, the hot rod version is the AMG. It's it's called an AMG Benz, and this was before they merged. So there's like fifty that they kind of hand built, made special, and uh, this is a really special one. It's actually just sold recently for three hundred and forty thousand dollars. Oh, okay. So, uh, wow. so that's why I picked that car for you, because it was such a specialized car for the time frame. And uh, that Special was the best I could do to relate to expensive. a nurse. And, uh, and expensive. And very few of us <laughs> out there. I like that. I like that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I will post a picture of that. It's actually on the website right now, learnfromothers.org, that you can check out. And I will send you a picture of your company car. Ooh, yay. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking us on your career journey today. What's the best way our listeners can learn more about you and Toby Talks? Oh, definitely. Well, it was a pleasure being here. And I'm so glad to um, to be a part of such a wonderful platform. So kudos to you and what you're doing. You are changing the world Thanks. for a lot of us out here. And for the listeners, you can definitely go to my website at www.tobytodge.com. And that's T-A-J as in Jack, dot com. Or you can find me on social media. I'm on Facebook at Toby Talks. I'm on Instagram at Toby.Talks. Somebody took the Toby Talks, y'all. Don't blame me. <laughs> and then I'm on, I'm on uh, what is that last one? Twitter. I'm on Twitter. This is Toby Talks. So um, definitely hit me up on any of my platforms. And if you have any questions or you just need a career guide, definitely hit me up. You can email me at tobytalks at tobytodge.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking us on your career journey today, Toby. Thank you. You have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. Where will our next adventure take us? Subscribe to find out. If you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation, contact Greg through Instagram 
at Greg Stanley LFO. That's G-R-E-G-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y-L-F-O. And we will see you soon as we learn from others together.